When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome in another edition of Coach Speak. It's always fun. We're not going to go away just because it's not college football season anymore. There are coaches that coach all kinds of sports all across the landscape of sports. So we're going to be right here monitoring those conversations that they have with the press and just finding obligatory stuff like like we can do today with all the Nick Saban stuff, guys. And I think our good producer here, Ben, has decided that uh, we'll have a Nick Saban Best of moment here on today's uh, Coach Speak. So that's a good thing. Oh, all right. Fun. Okay. I was told beforehand that that's what's going to happen. Uh, shout out real quick to our friends at Artesian Water. Water's still cold. Setup is right over there in the back left corner. Still get it every morning. Appreciate them very, very much. Now, with that said, Ben, let's rock and roll. What do we got? Hey, you uh, you teed it up perfectly there. Let's just go ahead and check out my favorite Nick Saban rant. Uh, this is before Alabama played Charleston Southern, and I guess he got pissed off about uh, the question about Charleston Southern mm. and uh, went on a two-and-a-half-minute rant. So here we go. Good stuff. Let's go, Nick. In terms of their, their quarterback, obviously has some Division One or FBS experience playing at UAB. What have you seen from him? He's a very good player. You know, he's a, he's a really good player, and he does a great job with their offense. And, you know, th- th- these teams that are typically the best teams in, in, in their division – are really good teams, all right? And you all may be taking right. the week off, all right, this week, right. but I'm not. And a lot of people take a lot of things for granted, and I get asked questions like, well, how important is it for the, the young guys to get to play this week? Well, how in the hell do you know they're going to get to play? I mean, what makes you think that you can just assume that they're going to get to play? Because you're assuming that the other team is not very good? They do have a Division One quarterback. He plays like a Division One quarterback, and they're very, very productive on offense, and they do a great job of executing what they do. And if we don't play good against them, you all don't remember the Georgia Southern game, do you? I don't think we had a guy on that field that didn't play in the NFL, and about four or five of them were first-round draft picks. And I think that team won a national championship, but I'm not sure. And they run through our ass like shit through a tin horn, man, and we could not stop them. Could not stop them. Could not stop them. Because we didn't, we, we, we couldn't get a look in practice. We didn't practice it right. All right, and everybody said the same thing in that game. Y'all took a week off. All right, this wasn't important. <laughs> Y'all took right, a so week off. So it's not off. important to anybody else. It's got to be important to the players, and it's got to be important to us. That podium's about to come down. He's hitting it too hard, man. You know, everybody gets all excited about the beginning of the season. You know, you get excited about getting married, all right? But after you're married for a while, you know, you got to have a process to make it work, all right? And no matter what happens, we need to have a process to make it work in every game that we play. Every game that we play. Can't assume anything. I don't even know what you asked me, but I just wanted uh, that, to say that. That is, that is 100% obvious. Yeah. Did anybody yeah. see that game? You saw that game. Yeah. I think we'd given up like 300 yards rushing the whole season. In 10 games. That's like 30 yards a game. And all anybody wanted to talk about was how dominant the front was and how nobody could run against us. They got 300 yards rushing in one game. You don't remember that. <laughs> the, guy, 
the guy know, asked him you around then. I don't know. how maybe good old enough. is the Charleston Southern's quarterback was. <laughs> you sure you want to ask? Uh, I'm good. Uh, the, 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 the whole, I mean, I, I love that he went in there wanting to, that rant was planned. He yeah. was going to, he was going to give that rant no matter what. But the question was specifically, how good is their quarterback? Who's an FBS got or got division one experience. I, like the guy, it's almost like he had asked the question. Do you think you can score 120? Yes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. What are you going to do when you're up 80 at half coach? Are you, who are you going to play? I mean, that poor guy's like, what is going on? I, I thought I specifically asked you how good their quarterback was. I was kind of implying that he seems like he's pretty good. <laughs> I wanted a coach's perspective on just how good. Instead it, of you referencing the Georgia Southern game, which Corey is now going to tell us ended what? what was the 50, score? 56 to 6. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wonder if any of the young guys got to play. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't see Before the box really score. Rushing up and down the field between the 20s, Corey. Never stopped. Still haven't stopped him. Yeah. Miracle, we won that game by fifty. It was forty. <laughs> it was forty-nine to nothing at half. Yeah. No, man, they ran through them like shit through a tin horn. Yeah. You didn't, what are you didn't talking you hear? about, Corey? Three hundred yards rushing in a game. Forty-nine to nothing at the half. But I mean, what? Alabama had Calvin Ridley, Derrick Henry. I'm just looking at the box score. I mean, it, it, it's ridiculous what they had back then. But man, I, I, you, yeah, you could tell that he was like, it wasn't even really a real rant. Because it was planned, right? And he kind of did it. He, I mean, he did it with a not a smile on his face, but a, a wink. Because he knew that he wasn't asked that question. So he wasn't really mad at anyone right. in the room. He was having fun with it a little bit. He was having fun. And I, he's sending a message to his players more than anything. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, that was that was, that was was really funny, especially with the context of who they were playing. Uh, which like- it, it wasn't an SEC team, a bottom feeder SEC team. Yeah. It was Charleston Southern. We've seen that program in Doak. It ain't good. <laughs> it's a um, it's a it's a tip of the cap on his part to the old school coaches. Lou Holtz did it every week. Yeah. When he was at Notre Dame, they put their pants on the same way we do. If we're not careful, we could lose this game. Coach, you're favored by 37. Yeah. But well, I, I, hey, I, I, if you watch football, upsets happen. You know, like he would do it every week. And so all those guys that come from that, you know, pedigree from back in the day, they all do that. Because they don't uh, want to talk about how bad they're going to beat the bejesus out of poor Charleston uh, Southern. Well, you can't the foregone conclusion. Yeah, and you can't, of course, point about talking to the players, which a lot of times coaches are doing in these press conferences. They're trying to send messages to their players, and you can't. Yeah, if a coach exudes overconfidence, and obviously his team's not going to take him seriously, which you don't want. But I did like the the fact that he he's he's he mentioned twice about the media taking the week off. Yeah, y'all, it, it, y'all. y'all. Is has Saban ever been like wanting more media? Hey, yeah. I want you guys to work harder. Can yeah. you guys do some more stuff? Why were y'all at practice? Yeah. Oh wait, I don't <laughs> oh, let yeah, you come right. to practice. I don't allow it. You must have had the week off. You, you weren't talking to my off. assistants. <laughs> you weren't talking to my freshmen. Oh wait, I don't allow that either. Uh, all right, the, Ben. What do we got next? Buddy? Hey, what is a tin horn, by the way? Just the horn that you would apparently. Play? I don't know, but apparently, shit runs right through it. Right through it. What I the mean, hell does that even mean? Thing. That's like a farm sounding thing. And I wonder if that's, I was thinking of like a spittoon, but those are Ooh. brass. Yeah. Shit through a brass spittoon. That doesn't flow a, off, off the tongue I'm like a, shit through a tin. I'm going to do some research while uh, Ben tees up the next. Uh, All the next right, story. there we go. Let's do it. And we've got a coach speak first. Uh, this is our first international coach. Oh, and here it we comes go. from the NBA. It's Darko Rajakovich. And he's right. 
the Toronto Raptors head coach, and he is pissed off that the Lakers had 24 free throws in the fourth <laughs> quarter, and I don't blame him. And the Raptor, would, the, the Raptors had two, right? They had, they had two, 24 to two. Thank you, Doug. Thank you, Doug. That's 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 outrageous. What happened tonight? This is completely BS. This is shame. Shame for the referees, shame for the league to allow this. 23 free throws for them, and we get two free throws in, in the fourth quarter. We get two. Like, how to play the game. I, all, I understand uh, respect for all stars and all of that, but we have star players on our team as well. How's possible is Scotty Barnes, who is all-star caliber player in this league, he goes every single time to the rim with force and trying to get, get uh, to, the, to the rim without flopping and, and not trying to get foul calls. He gets two uh, free throws for the whole game. How is that possible? How are you going to explain that, that, that to me? They had to win tonight? If that's, if that's the case, just let us know so we don't show up for the game. Just give them a win. But that, that was not fair tonight. And this is not happening first time for us. Scotty Barnes is going to be all-star. He's going to be the face of this league. And what, what's happening over here during whole season, I've been holding it back. It's a complete crap. Coach, do you feel like you're getting any explanations at all that offensive foul? Did you did you see like get any explanation? No, no, there is no explanation. They just they just come up there, they review what and they see what they want to see. They don't want to hear us what we got to say. They don't want to hear the players. They they they, they don't just want to protect us. Over the game, they got thirty six free throws, twenty three free throws in in the fourth quarter. What are we talking about? <laughs> what are we talking about? How are we gonna supposed to play? Is this a, a one off, or do you feel this has been happening to your team a lot throughout the season? It's happening a lot, but I'm telling our guys, be professional, keep fighting, keep going for the next one. But until when? For how long? <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I'm done. I can't cut. Hey, I, I have to. I have to commend him because uh, he he used one of my favorite phrases and he nailed it. What are we doing here? Yeah. What are we doing here? I, I say that all the time. Like, can you imagine being a coach and watching an opposing team, any po opposing team, get 23 free throws in a quarter to year two? And in the Lakers, and, and you know, I, the one thing I, that I point, I know. Well, I, what, I, what I'd love to see is because I, I saw this rant and we all did, it was obviously huge. I, I want to see his reactions. I want to go back and watch the game and see like sideline. Like, what is he just. Is he throwing stuff on the bench? Incredulous. He, I mean, is that's happening? Because you can't get to as mad as he was at the end and sit through 23 free throws without getting to stage seven, eight, nine. Like, he had to be just apoplectic during the game. Yeah. I, I'll be honest with you. I, I, I keep up with the NBA a decent amount. Um, I, I had no idea they had a Russian coach and that's and then he sounded like Malkovich on in rounders. <laughs> like I had no idea that that's what we were dealing with in Toronto. They went from Nick nurse to him. Yeah. He might be an all time great coach. I don't know. That's that was uh, not alarming. It was uh, it, it was just really surprising that that's what the, that's how he, the coach of the Toronto rappers sounds. I like him. He's I do too. Yeah. Yeah. I like him a lot. There's no justification for 23 to two in free throws ever. Well, there could be if the uh, the team you're playing is an incredible and you're not. If it's Duke versus Charleston Southern, 
but yeah. it isn't that. It, no, it, still, and Scotty I Barnes still... does attack the rim a lot. Yeah, and, and the final foul, the one that took away, I think their go ahead or their game clinching three pointer was an offensive foul on a screen on Anthony Davis, where Anthony Davis, because he always does, flops like a maniac, and they call the foul. That was that's probably the up, last straw. He and LeBron, and that's why he brought up the flopping. He's yeah. like, yeah. without flopping. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and, yeah and, I get it. And Scotty Barnes, obviously, we covered Scotty Barnes when he yeah. was at Florida State, so uh, we're intimately familiar with him. I did like that he pointed that out. like Because you get it, man. You're in a small market team, and you're playing the Lakers. The odds are you're not going to get the calls. But – He's like, look, man, Scotty Barnes is going to be the face of this league. Can't, he, and it's not like he's playing soft. He can't get one call. I mean, I you know you're going to protect. Uh, we like Scotty Barnes. I was a bit of an overstatement. overstatement. <laughs> well, but he's he's, he's going to be one player. of the faces he's, of the he's league. A, he's going to be an all, all-star probably. Yeah, he's, one, he's going to be one of the faces of the league. Well, he sure. didn't say that. I know. He said know. he's going to be the face, the yeah. face of the league. I'm like, no, no, he's not. He's not going to be the face of the league, but he's he's a good player. Yeah. But, but the point is, yeah. it's not like he's nobody. It's not like it's not like that team hasn't done anything. They want to. Well, you also it. said they're a small market team. They're not. That's a huge well, city. It's not a nor. It's not an American city. That's not the right. Lakers. They're I not think a that's TV more draw. The point. Right. It's, the, it's not the Lakers. At the uh, end of the day, the point about Scotty Barnes is most salient because of the way Scotty plays. Right. He tries to dunk on everybody. He goes to the hole. He's a huge guard who is attempting to attack the rim. It's crazy that he wouldn't get a call. I and mean, he's a physical freak. You know, I mean, we watched him. He was dunking on people. He yeah. was a freshman. They were seniors. He's hammering on people left and right. Yeah, he's good. Mercilessly. Next we, uh, we have We approve of that press conference. Yeah. Hey, by the way, did we find what it? You were looking at your phone, Ira. Did we get an update on a ten? It's Horn? man, I've been extensive, extensive searching over here, and it is. Uh, the, in fact, there was some when he made that comment. I think it was in 2015. There were a lot of articles yeah. written about it, trying to decipher. And I've got a couple theories. I'm still working on. I'm gonna get back to okay, you. I'm trying, I don't want to give you the first thing. I found it. I found one thing. All I'm right. finding something else. So I'll get back to you. We're Go gonna ahead. hold it down during this next clip. You find this. I'm, I'm really interested. Sincerely. Let's check in on our, our friend Mick Cronin, who uh, after a oh. loss to Stanford, in which the Bruins shot 32% and 23% from deep, uh, Mick was was not pleased, of course. Why would he be? No. Let's see. No. I actually did not cut that one yet. We'll have to come back to that one. Uh, let's <laughs> instead go to uh, Eric Musselman, who was mad about a poor performance from the Razorbacks in a loss. All right. Their transition game, even early when the game was closed, seemed to really kind of help them when it was a bit of a grind. And I know Arkansas has struggled this year some in transition. Day. What is going on there, do you see, as far Kevin, as just guys not getting at, back and balancing the floor? We've struggled everywhere defensively. We've struggled on pick and rolls. Your shot selection has to do with your transition defense. So, I mean, when you lose by 30, I mean, I could, we could go all the way around the room and each of you could pick a different area, and you would all be right. <laughs> We stunk in all areas. I mean, I don't know. I mean, transition defense. What about Johnny Broom in the second? I mean, I can go on and on. Yeah, we stunk. What, I mean, and we got to get a lot better to even survive in this league. We got to get a lot better. We got to be a lot more competitive. So with that, I will say you guys all saw how poorly we played, and there's a million things we could discuss, but we stunk in all those areas. <laughs> I like the interruption. It would be fun to hear Mike go, Ira, Ira, I'm aware we suck across the board. I don't, you don't have to point this out. Just, you know, Corey, you either. I'm done with it. Uh, 
Guys, have a good one. We suck. We suck. Y'all, y'all all talk amongst yourselves about how much we suck. <laughs> it felt like uh, Tom Herman. We had a Tom Herman during the season where he was basically the same way. He's like, I get it. You guys are going to ask questions about all the things we do poorly. And yes, we do them all poorly. I don't, <laughs> how long do we want to do this? <laughs> it sounds like me when my wife brings up the same four or five complaints she has about me in 19 years of marriage. And then I'm like, I mean, how long we've we been together? Yeah. You, you still mean, getting mad about this? Yeah. I mean, what do you really want me to do? That I forgot to take out the trash before. By bed? the way, we for, I didn't, I wanted to bring that up. What a weird pivot that was in the middle of the Saban rant to just bring up marriage. Marriage. Yeah. Like, you know, everybody loves it when you get married at first and then you got to work at it. <laughs> it's like, I mean, I get it. Yeah. That's not wrong, I guess, but what a weird, it, there was well, he no started, connection. Well, he got there from – he kind of went on a tangent. Everybody's excited when, he, when the season The beginning starts. of a season. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Y'all, y'all were all excited when you were getting married. married. But when you yeah. wake up next to her after the fourth year, I You're mean, like, Jesus, what God, is this? you got to work at it. <laughs> Jeff's, Jeff's thing about uh, your, your wife's frequent complaints, I'll never forget the one time I was in there. I think I tweeted about it at the, at the time. I was in an airport. And I was standing there. There was a guy next to me on the phone, and I don't know who he was. I don't know what he was, but he was on the phone apparently with his wife. I'm guessing based on the context, because mm. after a while he's just sitting there. He's sitting there listening, listening. He's up. like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Finally goes, yeah. You know what? I fucked it up. I fucked it up. <laughs> and you know what? I'm gonna fuck it up again at some point. <laughs> and I was like, dude, I, I wanted to go give him a hug. I've that's, been there. Yeah, yeah. That's what those Alabama reporters should have been like. Yeah, yeah coach. It was Georgia Southern. We're sorry. Quit yeah. bringing that up. They were a good running attack. I, well, it's our fault. But this is Charleston Southern. It's different. You're going to win 56 to six. So good on the uh, the shit through a tin horn, and this, yeah, this. I guess we're just we're just going to go with whatever language you want to on this episode. But um, not we, buddy. It's all uh, you. I'm just repeating Nick Saban. Not but he's, just a uh, second ago. Well, and, and, the, the, and the guy in the airport. Uh, but anyway, the uh, he. Uh, there's a couple of things. One is like gamblers back in the day, it was something they would bring, they would keep their, or like when they would do card tables, there's like one kind of uh, thing that they would hold chips in that was like made out of leather. But if it was cheaper, they would use a tin one and it wouldn't hold the the, the stuff. Then there's other people with farm, you know, farm equipment or something also. So I don't know, man. There's apparently George, George, George Patton said it at one point. Okay. It's uh man. Uh, that must have been where sep- he got it special from, episode. right? I think that's probably where he got it from. Was Patton. you think there's not a lot of other references besides Nick Saban and George Patton? So that's fair. That's I've got a whole. There's a message board. It's called Language Chat, mm-hmm. and there are people chiming in on this thread that I just found. Ira, did you find the same thing? Uh, I think I couldn't. I couldn't. It wouldn't come up on my phone, but I saw the link to it. Yeah. Buddy, it's, we want to send our viewers and listeners down a rabbit hole. Go look this up, guys. There's like fierce debate yeah. about where the origin of that phrase comes from and the wild, wild west and all kinds of stuff. <laughs> so yeah, it makes sense. It sounds like something that would come from a saloon. Well, or, yeah, and a coach that grew up in West Virginia. Yeah. <laughs> well, absolutely. Yeah. That part's definitely true. Yeah. Ben, what do we got? Hey, I've been watching Seminole headlines, guys. And Mick Cronin, I, it was just a tease. You know, I want to for the best here. Oh, thank so. you for that. Mick Cronin is, uh, is he's ready to go. And again, uh, this is after a bad performance and a loss to Stanford. So, Mick, not happy. We invent new ways to turn it over. <laughs> Kenny gets in the game. He's our oldest, smartest guy, supposedly our most trained player. Oh, he fouls 98 feet from the basket on a rebound. 
That's They're struggling a, to score. We're up eight. That's impossible. We immediately fouled them on two rebounds, 98 feet from the basket, where they cut it to four. You How can't long is do the, that. And then the next possession, Kenny set an illegal screen. <clears throat> so he played 45 seconds in the first half. He had two fouls and a turnover. And one of the fouls was 98 feet from the basket. So nope. it is what it is. So you just got to keep trying to get better. Um, I know you're going to ask me about, like, guys' confidence. You know, it is what it is. I mean, you know, can't call your mommy. She can't help you. Get opportunity to a lifetime. It may not last forever, depending on your performance. Mick, Mick seems like a fun guy to play for, right? Doesn't he? I don't know how you interview that guy and come away with anything other than this guy's an asshole. I, I don't want him running my team. It's, you know, for real, like it's funny to what it's, it's just funny to hear coaches throw their players under the bus like that. Cause it's so rare. And, and it, it says so much more about the coach than it does the player. But uh, yeah, I agree. I think an AD looking at that is like, I don't think this is the right fit. It's I think he was work. okay at Xavier or Cincinnati or wherever he was. But where this is LA, like this doesn't seem and I know you he skipped a press conference last week too when they lost. Like he didn't well, you even can't show just up. Just do it after every game that doesn't go the way you want it to. That's the thing. It's like there's a time and a place to to lamb base your team. You can't do if you do it every week, it loses the well, back also, for starters. We, we keep seeing them when they've lost. Ben, can we do it the next time we do one of these, if UCLA ever wins again, can we get <laughs> Mick Cronin after a, a W? Because I want to see if it's the same guy. I, I bet it's the same pleasant. guy. I doubt he's pleasant. No, I, I think he's one of those people that uh, wants to complain. Know, yeah, even when they win a, at poker, they'll, they 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 tell you about the bad beat they had two hours yeah. before they won the tournament. You're like, uh, shut Much up, like the one. Toronto Raptors coach <laughs> when he had Matt Damon down to his last few chips. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and, and then he showed him the Oreo. He showed him the Oreo <laughs> trick, and it was all yeah. it's a wrap. And if I, it wouldn't shock me if, if McCronin called says to his players in the locker room, "Look, you guys can't call your mommies. You know this yes. is oh you, man, and that's can, the worst." I, but I can see it. I can see you doing it in the locker room or in a private conversation. With, you know, whatever you get that relationship. I get it, but doing it in a press conference to me Come on, is man. is not is not especially what especially after for. talking about a particular kid. So yeah. now he makes that kid look like he's crying for his mommy. Fouling people apparently in in, in, in the, the in the seats. He's yeah, throwing them in the cheerleaders because he's 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 with the camera people. Does why did Mick he, Cronin not know that it's a ninety four foot court? Yeah. What's weird is why did he say, he said it three times? Like I, yeah. the first yeah. one I was going to forgive. I was like, oh maybe he just forgot it's ninety four feet. But then he kept doing it. I'm like, well, damn man, that's did he foul him when he was inbounding the ball? You don't know how big the court is, Mick. You're a he cop. must think that's it's a hundred feet. Short. He must think a court is a hundred feet long. That's the <laughs> that should be what the UCLA reporters. Followed up with that craziness with his coach. How long, just out of my curiosity, how long is a basketball court? How many <laughs> how feet? How long do you think it is? <laughs> yeah, 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 then I'll yeah. tell you how long it really is. Yeah. All right, Ben, what do we got? That's uh, weird. Stick it, stick it in the Pac-12. I guess it's the Pac-12 is still a thing for basketball, right? For now. Uh, for now. Well, we're going to Arizona. Tommy Lloyd is getting defensive. Pun, bad pun, definitely attended. Uh, after a loss, he's sticking up for his defense. Mm teaching defense you know a lot of times it starts with the shell or it starts with on already mad it feels like you're guys okay okay here's you guys stop you're, you're making you guys make a lot we got our ass kicked last game by a team that was on fire yeah, yeah, yeah. okay okay you know what 
Going into that game, we were the second-ranked defense in the country. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, I don't know if it's broke. We'll figure it out, and we'll see how it is tomorrow. And if it isn't tomorrow, I'll just have to keep working on it. We did, we're not approaching it any different than we have before. And we're not, we don't need to get into philosophical deals and start questioning, well, do we start with a shell drill? Do we start with this ball screen coverage? Going into the game, we had the second-rated defense in the country, and we got torched. So now we need to step up and see where we're at. I mean, obviously the plan was okay up to that point. I mean, if you had the 202nd-ranked defense in the country, you could ask me any philosophical question you want. And, and, and you know, now you, you and I could go to Bob Dobbs, get out some napkins, and we could talk about You can help me with how I want to start my base defense, and I'd, I'd probably be all ears. I wasn't going to insinuate, uh, insinuate any of that. I was saying, since your guys are such strong on-ball defenders, and you see that in the first half against Cal, what does it take to get the rotation or get their – you know, their, their willingness to help at the same energy level that they're on. I mean, ball it just takes consistent effort, and you got to be great on the ball. you got to be great off the ball. Yeah, he's done with this. Yeah. Um, by the way, nice shout-out to whatever that local place is. We got Bob a, Dobbs. We need to go to Bob Dobbs at some point. I have a cold one, boys. Probably no chance ever, right? We'll be <laughs> in Tucson together. Well, the three of us in Tucson on our trip out west just to see what it was like back in the watching day. The, watching the head basketball coach draw up plays. Drop yeah. uh, defensive coverages with a reporter. I want to go to Bob Dobbs. I'm going to look it up after this, buddy. Hey, I, I do like Bob. in that instance because I'm on the other side of it. Uh, the reporter kind of stood up for himself and, and wanted to make sure, make it clear that he was not questioning whether they were good at defense or not. Right. He had a specific question, uh, probably too over my head about college basketball, about their specific defensive philosophy, I guess. Not, yeah. not like – why do y'all suck all of a sudden on defense? He yeah, wasn't saying yeah. that. Sometimes coaches will leap to what you think you're asking, what they think you're asking, and not what you're really asking. Right. And a and lot I, of reporters will just kind of let that happen, but he didn't. Well, and but I, I also <clears throat> I give coaches credit for there are times reporters will ask them questions that are kind of insulting. When you're asking a coach who who has had tremendous success in an area and a, a game doesn't go well. Right. And like the reporter was, will ask like, you know, what are you going to do about this? And I think it's okay for a Steve Spurrier to be like, Hey man, I know about offensive football yeah, or Nick Saban. Right around here. Yeah. yeah. You yeah. know, I, I don't mind when coaches push back that way either. Yeah. Um, I don't think this was yeah. that necessarily, right. but I do, I do know what you're saying. That happens a lot of a team will have a bad game. It's sports. And you'll be like, well, what's, what's wrong? What happened? Why can't y'all throw the ball anymore? It's like, well, we can. Yeah. We were fifth in the country in passing right. offense. Doing a very good job today. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Ben, next on the docket. I'm uh, curious to get your all thoughts about this because uh, you've been in a lot of press conferences. And uh, the reporter who tweeted this said it was a bizarre press conference, but I feel like their questions were just terrible. Uh, this is Kelvin Sampson, Houston head coach, after his first loss of the season to Iowa State. Obviously, you know, for playing a pretty physical brand of basketball, and that seemed to be the whole game for each team. Do you feel like that kind of leaned one way or the other by the end of the contest in terms of one team kind of coming out on top on that battle? Well, one team shot 22 free throws, and the other team uh, shot 12, so. Not quite 23 to 2. Coach, what were your impressions on the atmosphere tonight? Nothing's changed. Um... I remember being here one time, and I think we're up 16 or 17 at halftime, and uh, Jamal Tinsley couldn't hit water if he fell out of the boat from the three-point line, made 6-3 second half. I'm exaggerating on both counts probably, but um, uh, Larry was the coach. and I've always had great admiration for the fans here, people here. 
when you had 12 turnovers in the first half, it was going too fast for them, or? Um, no. No. We just, um, we just kind of peed down our leg. Oh, there you go. Not really an athlete. <laughs> Any more questions? Time to talk Shopify. A couple years ago, I wanted to create and sell headlines merch for the best podcast listeners in the world. That's you guys. But I had no idea where to get started. Now we're selling Yay Sausage shirts, and it's so easy, all because we use Shopify. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. Shopify is the only tool you'll need to grow your business without the struggle. Shopify puts you in control of every sales channel. You could be selling Don Julio socks from Shopify's in-person point-of-sale system or offering headliner shirts from Shopify's all-in-one e-commerce platform. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout, up to 36% better compared to other leading commerce platforms. So you'll sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. What I really love about Shopify is how no matter how big you want to grow, Shopify gives you everything you need to take control and take your business to the next level. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash warchant, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash warchant, all lowercase, now to grow your business no matter what stage of the game you're in. Shopify.com slash Warchant. Oh, my God. I'm in Hilton Coliseum. Oh the moment's too big. Not really an athlete. That guy, that guy had a lot of things on his mind. Well, None of them were about being there. And here's, and for a little context here, and, and Corey and I have been in this situation more than probably anybody that's going to be watching this, is when, when a coach goes on the road for a press conference in basketball – Yes. I'd like to know a little bit more about who's there because mm-hmm. a lot of times, especially in this day and age, and Houston's really good, so maybe there's some media that goes with them, but maybe not. Because And the reason I say Corey and I, when we were at the Democrat and we would go on the road for – we were pretty the only people that would go on the road for ACC games around the country or wherever. And a lot of times we wouldn't even go to the main press conference that Leonard Hamilton had to go to because that was going to be the media that's there. And then we would get them on, on our own outside. So – that may be a deal where he's in a room full of people that cover Iowa state. And so he doesn't know any of these people. He's pissed off. His team just lost. They're asking him questions. He's still trying. He's still seething about what just happened. He's so also, th- this is good. Ira, you're bringing up a good point. Cause if that's true, he's also viewing those questions as being goaded, right? Right. Yeah. So he's, so, so yeah. he's processing. What are you trying to get at? I don't know any of you people. Yeah. And hey, no, I like the atmosphere. These people are great. Yeah. Leave right. me alone. Yeah. 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 So that, that, that I just want to offer that little bit of context. Yeah, I did. I, and I don't even know, Ira, it didn't even look like it was at a real press conference. It looked kind of like it was out in a hallway to me. I, I might be wrong. It didn't seem to have that feel of like him sitting at a podium like they will at some of these places. And we've done that too, right? Like you talked right. about, like Leonard Hamilton's availability would be right outside the locker room standing up against uh, the wall. Yeah. And yeah, all the Iowa State folks are in their own building or their own press conference waiting on uh, whoever their coach is. Who is their coach now? 
Anybody know? Is he it's Russian? Not, apparently, it's not Larry Eustachia anymore. It's not he, Larry Eustachia. I don't think he's coaching Larry, anyway. Larry is hammered on the corner somewhere <laughs> yeah. in the college down there. I, man, it was great even thinking about that, like him bringing up Larry. I'm like, oh, that's right, oh, Eustachia. No, Larry Eustachia's greasy hair. Yeah, at a sorority party. Man, that, that photo is the greatest. Hopefully, been in post-production. Man, maybe can... Larry Eustachia. You'll find a lot of great <laughs> stories. He's drinking Natty Light, right? Isn't he drinking oh, Natural yeah, he's Light? He's got the Natty Light. He's in the bag. He's at a, yeah. It was the he's original a uh, party. It was the precursor to Urban at his bar. Uh, the video. Mm. We got in new, new, new uh, era. We got a video of Urban Meyer at the bar with the young lady. Larry Eustachia's just at the kegger at the frat house. Uh, and, we, just, and, we just got photos. Is, like Urban Meyer's interaction was in, I'm talking about a granddad rubbing up against, <laughs> yes. uh, I don't know, a 31 year old woman in front of hundreds if of people yeah, was so know. much more appropriate than what Larry Eustace did. It's <laughs> yeah. not even, that's how bad what Larry Eustace, I mean, that was crazy you, that he's just. Could, uh, just I, imagine the idea that you're in a, like a frat party in, in the, the college basketball coach just shows up. Imagine like be, you're in an Athens frat party and Kirby smart rolls through the door and says, fill this up. <laughs> Give me my red solo the cup. I mean, the problem is that for Larry, it's like, how does it not occur to you? Like, yeah, so that's yeah. the problem. I don't care what the kids think. Like, at some point, when I know I'm blitzed at a college party and I'm by the keg, I got to be like, oh, you know what I think it is? Is I it was right. I think it's right, right when cell phones were were turning into cameras. Uh, maybe, might have so he probably changer. thought, I'm going to go in there. I'm going to make sure nobody takes out a Polaroid. Uh, camera of me, or you know, yeah, and I'll rip that out of the the camera if I see it. He didn't know that people could take pictures. Well, that's not true because he's posing. He's posing in those pictures. Yeah, you know, it was he, that was a good trip down memory lane, man. Oh, coach too. He's a good coach. Tying it back up though with Samson. So, uh, yeah, and because ben, Ben's talked about the questions, yeah, and even the question and assuming the question because a lot of the questions we hear on Coach Speak are from the media that cover that coach. Mm-hmm. So there is some relationship when the guy asked him, and I'm guessing it's an Iowa state reporter who probably he's never yeah. seen before says we had 12 turnovers was a little, a little too fast for your guys. Yeah. By the way, 12 is not a, a ton. It's a lot. It's I mean, I think it's a half. It's a lot for a half. For no, a half is a lot. It's yeah, a for lot. a half, it's a lot. But people have 20 turnovers. But, people have 24 turnovers in games. It happens. It's, but not, the, it's not unheard of. But then the was it a little too fast for your guys? Yeah, it's like, yeah, come on, yeah, man. Yeah, yeah. We're, we are undefeated. We're a Final Four team. We're like number three in the country. We just yeah. had a bad night. <laughs> Was it too uh, fast for you? Our I also like that he talked about are, are guys too good for oh, you. Yeah, right. like, these, yeah, these cyclones too much. They too good. In, in the atmosphere. The atmosphere. Well, in the atmosphere thing also again because yeah. I just think back to when Shashevsky, Mike Shashevsky, would come to Florida State, and mm-hmm. and there would be great crowds, and the reporters inevitably would like some of our colleagues or student reporters would say, "What was that atmosphere like for you tonight?" He's like, Dude, I play a coach, camera every night. Yeah, Coach yeah. Well, Coach Case, like, yeah, man, this is where wherever Duke basketball goes, yeah. this is what it is. You almost wanted him in that moment, like to, I, to give him credit. You, I always thought he could have just looked at any one of those reporters who asked that kind of question and be like, you know who we are, right? Yeah. Exactly. You realize you get this everywhere. That, yeah, this is like we're a rock star, man. Google, Google us. We go. Yeah, <laughs> Google. Yeah, Google. Google me and all my wins, yeah. please. Yeah. Google Duke basketball and Coach K. Yeah, see what you find, buddy. You think uh, that's what drove Saban out was Signetti? Like he saw that. <laughs> he saw Signetti's press conference and is like, I can't, I can't be in the professional with this guy. This ain't right. Ben, do we have any more? 
Hey guys, we got two more. Uh, just in case it comes up at trivia night, Iowa State's head basketball coach is TJ Otzelberger. Of okay. course. Just right. like we all he thought. The right. Burger was okay. right. uh, before we wrap up, uh, like I said, two more, but we'll go to this one first. Uh, this is Jim Harbaugh. Mm-hmm. After oh, winning the championship, and uh, the question is intended for Blake Corum about the season and all they've overcome with the allegations, and, and Coach Harbaugh just had to intervene. This was not a season where everything went the way you wanted it to. There were some, the off-the-field issues, which we all know about. Can you talk about the satisfaction having overcome those as well to get to this point? Does it make it even sweeter? Right. Can I? Can I? Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, it, it, it couldn't have gone better. It went exactly how we wanted it to go uh, to win every game. Uh, the off, off the field issues were innocent. And, and we, stood, we stood strong and tall because we knew we were innocent. And innocent. I just like to point that out. And these guys, these guys are innocent. And yeah, overcome that. Um, it wasn't that hard because we we knew we were innocent. Oh, so um, yeah, <laughs> that's, uh, that's really what I want to say. It went exactly how we wanted it to go. It went exactly how we wanted it to go. Nobody could ask like, well, coach then. Why weren't you coaching against Penn State? Why weren't you on the sideline that game? Why what, were you what happened twice? Yeah. Why'd your school agree to those sanctions? Yeah, yeah. Because you All were innocent. innocent running around there. Well, you would have thought you'd stood up for yourself, but you didn't. You seem to accept <laughs> those penalties. Yeah, exactly. Not once, but twice, Coach. I, I, I do like that he asked his, the running back, can I take this? Yeah, I, but yeah. Corum should have been like, Abs- actually, no. No, you talk I'll, a lot of weird nonsense. Can yeah. I answer this question? You're going to ramble on about blinds or something. <laughs> I, I'm, yeah. I, I, oh man, the thing that bothers me about it just it's just bothers me is that he to say that word over and over, say innocent over and over again, is so bad because we at some point more is going to come out. I mean, we what we know already, what we already know says he's not innocent. He'll be the head but, coach of the Chargers when it does, and he knows it. Yeah, but that's but to just yeah. be that obnoxious about it is infuriating. Yeah. Oh, that, that, that's who he is, buddy. That's who yeah. he is. That sums him up in a nutshell. That's yeah, perfect. exactly. He's, he yeah. wasn't like I think if you want to give him the benefit of the doubt, you can say like I don't know, like we didn't win because of that. We're right. Not, we're not great because of that. Because well, look just at say us that. now. Just that would be that, fair. Yeah. yeah there's fair. a lot of ways. Yeah. There's a lot of ways but you to say we're it. innocent yeah. implies that. Well, then who was Connor Stallions? Who was who was his benefactor? How was he getting all these games? Who was who was he working for? Why did you have to fire him? Yeah, yeah, exactly. And another coach. And then why it's did you have bit, to take the suspension? It's a little bit of thou protest too much. It's typical what he is. Yeah, it's but really but that whole in that whole game, the broadcast, you know, the post game, the broadcast, a little all bit, that think, they've gone through. Exactly, yeah. they've overcome this adversity. It's like you can't uh, overcome the adversity you created by cheating. And you didn't. Yeah. You didn't. The games that he had to miss, they yeah. were going to kill those teams. I mean, it was like Penn State sucks, guys. Can we just say it? They suck. Yeah. There's a lot yeah. of teams in that league that just suck. That's all there is to it. Like, oh, I'm missing the Maryland game. Ooh. I mean, come on. Stop it. They overcame a lot, Jeff. They yeah. overcame a lot. Boy, I don't know how we're going to get, get through them. this Rutgers game without yeah. Coach Harbaugh today. And then, you know, and to say the kids are innocent. Yeah, man, nobody said anything about the kids. Nobody said a thing about the kids. It's you. Just go to hell. All right, Ben, (laughs) final one. 
All right, guys, I think this is our first NFL clip. Uh, this is Saints coach Dennis Allen oh. after the uh, controversial ending in the Falcons game to line up in victory formation. Ended up faking it, ran it in for a touchdown, already yeah. up by 20-plus. So this is what he had to say after the game about this. That game, that's not who we are. That's not how we operate. Uh, we should have taken a knee. So um, I want to apologize to them because, um, look, we're all like it, it, it's we got a good rivalry. Um and, it, and it's a heated rivalry, um, but there's a way we go about doing our business, and I wasn't happy about that. So, yeah, could you, could you clarify, like, what, what happened? We should have taken a knee right there. Um, you know, they asked me about getting Jamal a touchdown at the end. Um, I said I wanted to take a knee. We put victory out there, and um, the guys kind of wanted to get him a touchdown, and they, they did that on their own. That's not – that's unacceptable. Bad look for you. Aren't those two pretty upset after – He should be. He should be. He should be. And that's what the on field That's what it was. Is that the quarterback's responsibility there, Coach? Look, I think it Jameis? was I think there was a lot of guys that wanted to get Jamal his touchdown. Um, but can we pin it on Jameis? Honestly, I'm not sure exactly what was going on behind that, but um, other than they wanted him to score a touchdown. So that's what was going um, on. Let's move on. Let's go to something else. My favorite There's, part of that is that is that's got such a bad look for him. Yeah, a hundred percent. No control of your team. They're just like willy nilly. Like, oh well, that's great, coach. You want to do that? We're gonna go ahead and do this. <laughs> yeah, right, yeah. Wait, we're not making the playoffs. Hey. We got nothing left to and play the for. The guy that they're trying to get a touchdown for led the league in touchdowns last year. Yeah, yeah. yeah I know. Ira, Ira on Twitter, Ira on Twitter pointed out, and I remember that game vividly. They beat Wake Forest 59 to 3 and 13, and Jimbo was irate after the game at Jameis for trying to throw into Giorgio Newberry. Which Newberry never had a catch, yeah. Ira. This guy led the league in <laughs> touchdowns guy last year. He led the league in touchdowns last year. He wasn't year. a manager that they let get in the game for some viral <laughs> finish on a football. Hey, chuck up some threes, kid. You might make a few. We really need crazy. Jamal to get a touchdown here, guys. Well, he led the league in touchdowns last year. He <laughs> He's got, like, done it before. I did. <laughs> I did like that they asked him on the sideline, "Can we go get him a touchdown?" Right. He says no, and they're like, and then they yeah. go, they go and you do it. You said anyway. yes, right? Didn't you say yes when I asked you that question? <laughs> then, oh, I'm sorry. I was. It, Jameis and, brought it up like it was a team thing. It was a team. And, thing. I, I love and then that. He, he, well, and then Jameis, and then Jameis after was like, "I got all the respect in the world for Coach." I, I got to apologize but, to Da. Not but, really, but but I got all the coach in the world. For, but I was going to do what I wanted to do. Yeah. Not too much respect because I went exactly against his wishes. Now, I, I so I, I, I don't care at all. I'm glad Arthur Smith was mad. I'm glad he's gone. Uh, and I would, I really would have had no problem with it at all if they lined up at the two and ran a toss sweep. Well, actually, the, nobody would have had a problem with that. The it's problem the, they it's had the lining up in the victory formation. The victory and then here formation. you go. You want yeah. some of this? Yeah. Touchdown. Yeah. That's a touchdown formation, not victory. But players just didn't the, have a problem with that one because they're yeah. not going to give effort and you could get hurt. That right. was that, and that that to me that was where Jameis and that the whole offense was lucky is that nobody got hurt. If yeah, somebody that, got hurt, that's well, a don't you think? Also, it kind of shows. It, it was also obviously a very bad look for the Saints uh, that they they just their offense is like we don't care what he wants. We're running what we want to run. But then the Falcons didn't start a brawl. Tells yeah. you all you need to know about how exactly. they felt about their coach. <laughs> oh, exactly. No, that's got that's got to be a brawl the second it happens. Yeah, yeah. but they're like, we don't care. Our season's like, over. Man, we hate this I'm kid. I'm trying to go play guy. golf. I ain't got time for all this. Yeah, I want to get to Cancun, man. Yeah. I don't want, I, I, I'm not biting you. The, but there's so many like layers to it. Also, we've touched on a bunch. But like in the in the uh, Jameis interview, when the one the one, one reporter's telling him, 
you know, he's disappointed or whatever, but he says, you know, you have to play those guys two times a year. Well, first of all, Jameis is probably like, well, I'm not going to have to play them two times <laughs> yeah, a year. Yeah, yeah, I'd yeah, sit I'm there and watch. Yeah. But second of all, what does that mean? Like, oh, so then, oh, the, now the Falcons are really going to try, try next year? I just, yeah, that yeah. to me is. Also, it's the NFL, man. Half the guys yeah. on the Falcons won't be there next right. year. It's, right. it's right. the turnover. It's not like you're playing these guys. They're sophomores and they're all about to be juniors. And, and like, so you're right. There's a lot to go around here. There's a lot at play. Yeah. And even – so he's right to be angry. Like I got no problem okay. with him coming out and saying something to him. And I clearly DA didn't care either, but he's right to be pissed. He's yeah. like, what is that nonsense? Yeah. You should have punched him. You <laughs> <laughs> should have been like, I would have loved Dennis Allen to be as he's walking to Arthur Smith go. It was Jameis. It I'm was so Jameis. Jameis did. I promise that was all Jameis. You I didn't know, know what kind of knucklehead he is. I've had no control. He's, he's a wild so card, sorry. man. He is a wild card. I did not call that, I promise. Or Ira and Corey, I'm Jeff. Thank you, Ben. Great job. Coach Speak, we'll be back again next week. Be good, everybody. Peace.